Hello listeners, uh, my name is Zdeněk and you are listening to another episode of Zdeněk's English Podcast. Uh, guess what? I'm um, in Summer's Kebab. You know this place already, I've told you about it before. I've recorded several episodes of the podcast before. And you also know that I'm the host of this podcast called Zdeněk's English Podcast. And this is a podcast for all learners of English as a second language who intend to improve their listening skills. Today I'm not sitting here alone. I'm joined by two people. One of them is my friend Mirek. You already know him from the ice skating episode. And he was so kind. Uh, by the way, hello Mirek. Hey, how are you doing? Are you, are you asking me? I, I'm alright. Well, the, the thing is they, they can't respond because it's kind of you know one-way communication, but they got the message. Okay, <laughs> um, and Mirek was so kind that he brought his friend And it's not, it's not just the usual type of a friend. Actually, guys, this is a friend who is a native speaker of English. So it's a unique opportunity for this podcast because he, he's from Canada, isn't he? Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, this is Graham, and uh, I am from Canada. Uh, I've got a question for you. Should I speak uh, like naturally as though, you know, we're, or should I make it more clear or... Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Hey. However, you feel comfortable. Okay, cool. So, okay, so um, hey, uh, so happy to be here. Uh, I'm just eating a kebab right now, um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm here to answer any questions you have and have a good chat. Cool. The thing is, I was so busy today, so that I'm I'm so sorry, but I didn't really prepare this interview at all. That's fine. Which which shouldn't stop us anyway, because uh, I think. Sometimes the spontaneous stuff uh, comes comes out as or turns out to be the best, right? So uh, I hope you don't mind that we will sort of go with the flow today. And um, I mean, we there are three of us, so we should be able to work something out, uh -huh. whatever it is. But uh, and and you can also expect the basic shower of questions along the lines of uh, what are you doing here? How the hell? Did you end up here in, not particularly here in Summer's Kebab, but in the Czech Republic and, uh, you know, the usual, the usual deal? Sure. Um, well, I uh, am running a, a business and my partner uh, lives here. He's another expat. He's from South Africa and he's married to a Czech woman. Oh. And I think her family is from near Podjebradi. And so uh, they moved here from South Africa when they had uh, children. So right now, South Africa is not the, the safest place. And, uh, yeah, I, I basically, um, to make a long story short, am here to work with him more closely uh, on the business. So it's just what the French people say, chercher la femme, whatever, uh, this, whatever the phrase is. I don't know the it, phrase. It means something like the woman is... To blame always. Oh, it's, it's the woman. You know? Yeah, yeah. So Czech women, as you know, listeners, I've already spoken about this before on the podcast. It's kind of a could we say um, well-known article? Could we say that something like that? Or um, to put it nicely, um, Czech women are, are quite popular all around the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very true because they're beautiful, and um, there are a lot of uh, people from different countries who come. And um, how to say that? Try to uh, <laughs> court. Can we say yeah, court? yeah. No, that's that's the correct word. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, so that's true. Um, Czech women uh, have a reputation as being uh, among the most beautiful 
Also Ukrainian, I would say. Yeah, I um, agree with you. In in um, Ukraine, in, in Kiev, for example, there's you get more like kind of creepy old men who go there, and there's kind of a sex <laughs> trade and stuff, um, which is a bit, you know, less comfortable to talk about. But in Czech Republic, uh, there's also very beautiful women. And uh, yeah, so far I haven't been and, disappointed. And I, I'm sure Graham is not just trying to be nice here. It's true. Let's no, say. yeah, of course. Everywhere you go, yeah. people know. Czech Unlike women, Czech men, like, Czech women are really, yeah, Czech, really beautiful. Czech, Czech guys, uh, I don't know if they not really have a, a reputation. Deal, yeah. No, but they're they're not uh, such a big deal around the world. Yeah, I'm well. sorry to say. <laughs> I cannot disagree. So, how are you enjoying your kebab? Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, I'll usually get a beer with it, but the chili sauce on the kebab makes the beer taste like shit if you eat both at the same time. So I'm going to get a beer later. Okay. And maybe you will too, once you finish yeah, your, yeah. Uh, your tea. I decided to have tea for the starters. Um, just to put you in the picture of what is happening tonight, uh, each, I should say every Friday, I organize these linguistic circles. Mm-hmm. Um, I work as an English teacher, and um, what I do is I invite usually my students and also some of my friends like Mirek to take part in this uh, session or meeting where we just basically hang around, do nothing serious, and play usually board games. Mm-hmm. And um, don't be afraid, it's nothing weird, we, we are not a cult, we don't summon ghosts or any kind and anything like that all we do is just you know take it easy and have fun mm-hmm. um, yeah I uh, is it right after it's right talk- after this interview yeah. okay uh, <laughs> this interview and this this uh, linguistic circuit it's not it's not recorded no it's just, uh, it just yeah well I'll, I'll stick around I mean I'm I'm not doing anything uh, at the moment I have no plans. Well, I'm not chasing any Czech, Czech women right now. Well, I don't know if I'd say that, but uh, no, not not at the moment. Um, yeah, and I'm always interested in meeting uh, new people. I mean, I I have um, I know uh, Mikan and and uh, you Mikan know some is of Mirek. It's his nickname, isn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah. I get confused <laughs> about Czech names and nicknames and that yeah, whole thing. I don't even know how the nickname like. Who who invented it? I'm, I was just being called Mikan from basically from my young ages. Really? Yeah. And uh, it makes no doesn't make any sense to call someone Mikan. It like it's not even a nickname. It would say like um, you wouldn't translate it into anything. I mean, it doesn't. No, I don't know. To be honest with you, it doesn't ring any bells yeah. uh, to me either. But. Um, Maybe I thought it, it, it was connected to your name because your name is Mirek, Mikan. It's not exactly very far from each other, right? Yeah, you you might look at it like this, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah, to be honest with you, I have no idea. Well, this is a mystery which probably won't be solved here, yeah, right now at this place. Do you guys have any nicknames? Uh, do people call you by any other names? They probably do, but. I, They don't. They don't want. They don't want me to know. You know. Um, uh, I've been called G or GK. Um, those are my initials. My last name's Kennedy. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, anyway, I'm happy to join your uh, your summoning circle uh, after this. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm always keen to get to know more people. So We are also happy that you're joining us, of course, and you can expect Thank some, you. some uh, students from actually not from this country. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Foreigners. Some of them are Russians. Uh-huh. There might be some Ukrainians. Uh, also, uh, probably a, a guy from Moldova, maybe. Mm. And Macedonia, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's like I created this as... I created it as an event on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, several people signed in. Some of them said maybe. Uh-huh. I don't like I don't like maybe stuff. But uh, I always thought they were f- they were all from Russia. Not all of them. No. No. Uh, listen, this, this school here, the, the castle, we hope, uh, most of the students, let's say, are Russian-speaking students. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that they're necessarily all from Russia. Okay, I see. Maybe 70% are from Russia, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, majority of, of those joining us today, the, mem- the members of the cult, are probably Russians, yes. And they will bring vodka and some of them will have bears. So, okay. uh, yeah. You're not afraid of bears, Graham, are you? Uh, You're from Canada, come on. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen a bear, though. I mean, a wild bear. But, uh, no, I'm not afraid of bears. Cool. All right, so... Um... <laughs> so, what do you think of this place, the Czech Republic? How long have you been here? Um, I got here about two months ago. And uh, I've been here before. Last year I was here for a month, maybe. Uh And then, you know, a few days, a couple years ago. Uh, I like the Czech Republic. Um, not just because of women? No, no, not just because of the women. Um, I love Europe in general. I mean, um, Canada is very far away from, obviously, Europe, Africa, Asia, just about everywhere. And uh, so being in Europe, it's just so such a novelty to me that I can get on a train and, and you know, go to like five different countries in 24 hours, you know. Um, and, um, yeah, just the European atmosphere, like uh, cafes on the street. And obviously, it's winter right now, but it's uh, Europe has a very um, a very distinct atmosphere that I always enjoy when I'm here. Um, and about the Czech Republic specifically, um, it's... it's um, Similar, I think, geographically to, to Canada in, t- in terms of uh, the physical landscape. Yeah. You know, you've got mountains and then you've got um, uh, kind of trees and outdoorsy stuff, which Canadians love. I, I guess uh, it depends where, where exactly you are, because Canada is such a large place. Yeah, right? sure. I mean, obviously, Canada is much bigger and there's like, yeah. you know, more extremes. But uh, in general, it's about the same latitude, you latitude. know. So we have winter or summer. And so it's uh, similar in that respect. So in this in this kind of way you feel here at home, you could say that, yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is a lot of, as you said, a lot of novelty in it as well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, and people are definitely different. Uh, I mean, ev- everywhere you go, people are basically the same. You know, they all want the same stuff. But there's definitely uh, cultural differences. That We are the notice. same species, but uh, yeah, exactly. And you know, um, but um, yeah, in Canada. People will kind of chit-chat with strangers, like if you're standing in line and say a, like a baby does something cute, you'll start like, I don't know, talking to the mom and like, oh, how old's the baby? And like chit-chatting about bullshit. Uh, but here, like if you start talking to a stranger, people kind of are like, why are you talking to me? You know? 
and uh, so so basically I'm the the, the biggest extreme uh-huh. you have got so far probably here I and Mirek how do you, how do you two need know each other by the way um uh, he's uh, dating my neighbor yeah I could summarize it oh. like this I live next to uh, or my building the apartment next to mine uh, there's these two lovely young ladies and um, one of them is Mirek's girlfriend mm-hmm. Mirek can you confirm that her name? Mm, yep <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, um, uh, <laughs> wow uh, it was Alice who introduced me to Graham yeah mm-hmm. I guess the first time you met she told me that there was a plumber or, or a guy who was doing something in your apartment so she came there to oh, confirm yeah. it or mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know the story better like well there's always um, <laughs> they're doing a bunch of work in our building I don't know rewiring things so there's always uh, guys coming and going and um, sometimes they need access to my apartment to I don't know drill holes in the wall or what have you um, so yeah and often I need translation because You know, I don't speak Czech. So, yeah, one day Alice showed up and uh, I was there for about, you know, this was after two weeks or so I was there. And that was the first time I met her. And then her sister, I, w- I was looking for a squash partner. No. Oh. I'm not that much of a squash player, but... No, you play well. Uh. I mean, you can still beat someone. You yeah, still sure. Beat I mean, you know, I, I <laughs> enjoy so playing play well. and I've... Um, I've um, played a little bit on and off and, and so I know how to play I wouldn't say I'm exceptional Mirex being uh, generous but uh, <laughs> anyway so he he also is uh, not a bad squash player himself and so yeah we play squash <laughs> maybe once a week uh, and his brother comes out sometimes as well so it's fun okay cool uh, so you were saying that uh, you think the mentality of people here is different Either, either if, we, if you look at it from, from this um, point of view of just looking at Czech people, but, mm-hmm. uh, you, you could, we could, uh, you could look at it from more general point of view of Europeans. Now, you said that it's harder to strike up a conversation with, with uh, Re- Europeans, or do you mean specifically Czech people? Uh, Czech people, I would And say. Don't, uh, don't you think it's because of the language barrier? That yeah, there is also that. here in Podjebrady. There is also that, yeah. yeah. So people are, even if they speak English, they're often quite shy about it. Yeah. And so there's a lot of... Dovite anglitsky, troško, trocho, or whatever. Like, do you speak English? Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Czech people tend to put themselves down a lot. Uh-huh, it's, a, yeah. it's our national trait. Yeah, but, yeah. but I... I um, on people not wanting to chit chat or whatever um, that doesn't mean they're not very friendly like I've mm-hmm. um, you know I've obviously gotten to know some local people and uh, yeah everyone's super friendly and you know just like friends in Canada or wherever nice um, so yeah I mean it's pretty much the same mm. uh, once you get to know people um, yeah. and you're talking to people who you know want to be your friend and you know you're not approaching randomly on the street and also there's there's um A level of politeness and formality uh, in a lot of countries, uh, other countries um, as well. And there's a whole like formal language speaking thing, mm-hmm. which we don't really have in English as much. I mean, you talk a bit differently if you're talking to the prime minister or something. <laughs> um, but you don't have this like 
you know, you can say Dobri Dan or, or you can say Chow. Like I, I said, <laughs> I was at the grocery store and I uh, was standing in line next to a, an older woman. And uh, when I left, I said Chow. And, which, uh, which means like goodbye in, in an informal way in, in English. Yeah, I'm just just transcending it to to my non-Czech speak, yeah, sure, speaker sure. listeners. I understand. All right. And so I said ciao, and then my my friend kind of told me after he's like, yeah, you can't really say that like to you know an old yeah. woman at the yeah. grocery store yeah. because here in the Czech Republic we have this, um, it's like the second case plural which we have to use when uh-huh. you want to address um, people you don't know, and it's like a formal formal way of. Speaking to people, yeah. yeah. But at the gym, uh, everyone says ciao and ahoy, and it's yeah, much it's, more yeah, casual, different, different, it's, it's uh, different atmosphere. Younger people, they have the common interest, you know, common yeah. ground. So that's yeah, different. It's cool. That's different. Yeah, it, it, it took me it. a while to get used to used to the gym slang. Like uh-huh. everybody says ahoy in the gym, uh-huh. and then you meet them on the street, and they say something different. They say like uh-huh. dobrý den. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 the gym atmosphere. Yeah. No, this whole like difference, <laughs> formal, informal. It, it's so foreign to me like uh, it just doesn't you know, like I get it you know uh, and uh, I had a Japanese friend who he was telling me it's the same in Japanese oh, and, that, must and be, that must be even more extreme yeah yeah it is uh, and he yeah if someone's older than you or younger than you you address them differently and it's, it's quite extensive um, you hold these people in higher esteem don't you right yeah um, but no in, uh, in English where I'm from anyway no such thing exists so it's a bit weird Okay, now, um, obviously there are some things, uh, you have already talked about some of them, that our countries have in common. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the size of the country, right? No, uh, not the We size. are a small, small uh, country in, in the middle of Europe, the Czech Republic. But uh, how about ice hockey? Yeah, sure. That's, that's something we can, we can always talk about with a Czech and Canadian, when a Czech yeah, and Can- yeah, Canadian sure. person meet. Because it's funny, I, you know, I, um, I wouldn't say I'm a hockey fan. Um, but compared to most people in the world, apart from, you know, in Canada and Czech Republic, I would be a huge hockey fan because I know a bunch of players and yeah. just because I watched it growing up so but much. But it's, it's sport number one in your country. Absolutely, it? yeah. It and, be, so. you know, every uh, Friday night, it was hockey night in Canada. And, uh, yeah, family gets around and has dinner and watches the games. Oh, lovely. Uh, my parents would always make us go to bed before the third period. Um, so, oh, but, but I, I'm from that's, that's I'm from near Toronto, so the Leafs were never going to win anyway. So Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, it's it's yeah. one of the most traditional teams in NHL hockey league, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the original. Yeah. whatever. Montreal, Toronto. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so when I was much younger, I grew up watching Jarmer Jager, um, Dominic Hasek, who played for the Sabers. Um, and I don't know any other Czech hockey players, but you know Jiří Voráček? No, is he? I, I don't know a lot of like mo- like uh, no, contemporaries. He's in the Canadian. No, isn't he f- playing for Flyers? Yeah, he does. But I saw like a Canadian like a ladder or like a he's at the fifth place. Like the he oh, scored he, the most points oh, yeah. in Canadian the, what league. Is, what do you call it? Rating? No, the top scorers. Yeah. The, oh, and what in the Canadian players with the most points. Okay. No, so I, I don't know who he is. Uh, what do you call this? Uh, Ladder. Ladder. I don't know. Oh. Um, uh, not rating. Yeah, player ratings or. Player ratings. Mm-hmm. Top know. scorer, ladder, whatever. 
Yeah, on the the yeah. top the top score board. Yeah, maybe. top score board. Yeah, Something sure. Like yeah. Leader leaderboard. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do you know that this year there will be a world championship in in the Czech Republic? I know for for you guys um, behind Atlantic Ocean, um, <laughs> the, the world ice hockey world championship is not so important since you have this NHL, which kind of is a big deal for you and it's a big uh-huh. deal for the whole hockey world I admit yeah. the best the best players of the world play there obviously sure but uh, here in, in the Czech Republic and generally in Europe and in Russia the um, of course the Olympic Games yeah. um, are important but at the same time we have uh, the world championship which takes place every year and this year it's here in the Czech yeah, Republic I, um did not know it was in the Czech Republic this year and I'd say it's pretty important in Canada because um, people love to support Team Canada um, especially since you know Toronto has been so shit for so long um, I'll, I'll tell you why, why it is slightly uh, frowned upon in, in um, America or Canada I think it's because and it's reasonable it's justifiable it's because uh, not the best players play there since um, There is the um, you know the NHL is in, in on its high, on its high or right. It's in the middle of the season the or something. No, so no, no, it's a, the playoff. So oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So there's a conflict. Uh, a big, big conflict. Yeah, that may be true, but I mean, I always, I'm, whenever I, I I don't follow the championship while it's going on, but you always hear about it every year. And then for the semifinals and finals, the, the if Canada's is, in it, then yeah, everyone's at the bar watching it. The thing is, you don't get the best players, you know, of, mm-hmm. the, of the season. You don't get them in the championship because they are playing um, in the semifinals of the NHL. If you say so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not a, I, don't, I don't consider myself to be an expert at ice hockey by any means. I mean, even in, the, in this country, uh, we are torn between, actually. Czech, uh, Czechs like football and ice hockey approximately in a, in a similar way mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah we are, we are big ice hockey fans too mm, I would say that generally you don't really watch football I mean Czech Republic at football it really sucks like Yeah. Speak for yourself. I, I've been I've been a football supporter and player for a long time, Mirek. Yeah, yeah. you're probably the only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> I must be joking. Also, we, we should tell the listeners that Mirek is a fan of uh, League of Legends, <laughs> which which is a computer game that uh, he claims he claims everybody plays. But uh, I I know the only the only person I know that plays this game is actually Mirek. Yeah. <laughs> I can say the same to you about Dota. You're the only one who plays Dota. It's like so old. It's it's like an ancient game, babe. No. Okay, I think we should we should move on to a different subject and let Graham speak before we end up in a serious uh, quarrel. Uh, where did you learn your English? Um, well, I went to England for for a bit. Yeah, I can hear like a hint of an English accent. I think. Well, okay. Some words. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I hope it's not all just Czech accent. No, I'm, I'm trying to speak with British accent. I mean, I'm a teacher, so I, I have to um, kind of set a, set a good example to my to my yeah. students. So I should go for one accent. I should mix mix the accents up really uh-huh. much, and I should try to uh, get rid of my Czech Czech one, which is always a challenge for anyone 
any, yeah. any non-native speaker of English, I mean. Mm-hmm. So I spent 17 months in England and then I came back and I went to a university, as, uh, I took up English teaching and I graduated and become an English, full-time in English teacher. Yeah. I, was, I was wondering when you said you should, as a teacher, you should speak like proper British English. I didn't say no, that. No, no, I mean, but you, like, you want to be a good example, so you try yeah, to speak I'm not British. Saying, I'm not saying it has to be British okay, English. So I, I mean, it, it must be English, which is yes. distinct, you know, you can't just... Yeah, so, so you say you, you shouldn't mix it up, but yeah. you can say, uh, you can either speak yeah, it American doesn't matter or... If, okay. Well, the two preferable Englishes, mm-hmm. right, are here in, the, in, this, in, in this country are, of course, British English. It's because of Cambridge and Oxford yeah. and because, because <coughs> all of the books are Cambridge and Oxford, you know, and uh, that's, that's the main reason. But actually, uh, there is a huge influence of uh, the films from America, you know, mm-hmm. so a lot of people and students and just watch American films and TV series like Big Bang Theory and, I don't know, The Walking Dead or whatever. And uh, so they um, acquire the, uh, this accent. They pick up American accent too. And you don't get many Czech teachers who, who speak with American accent, though. So it's always a fight for for a teacher, and you have to you have to do your best to explain the students that even 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 if you if you go for an exam like Cambridge exam, it's one of the things that they look down on, and they they um, um, score you lower. Yeah, they score you lower. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. If you if you say can't, and then. In the next sentence, you say "can't," you know. Right. Yeah. So, I, as a teacher, should know the difference, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't know if I'd even notice if, like, you can definitely tell if you're talking to a British person or an English person. But if someone's like a non-native speaker and they're kind of mixing between accents, like, I don't even know if I would notice because they've kind of got a bit of their their original, in this case, Czech accent. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, English, plus a few words American. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to... Hang on, you said original Czech. What? You, you said you have a bit of original... No, no, oh, no. You're no, talking I'm about me. I'm, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I'm talking, like, in, in your case. Yeah. You're... Um, sorry, I must have misunderstood. So, you're uh, a Czech speaker, natively. Yeah, well, yes, I am. So, yeah. your accent in English, you've got a bit of uh, Czech... Uh, or th- there are some aspects uh-huh. in my in my um, speech that are still Czech, and I'm trying to do my best to eradicate them. <laughs> and it's it's a painful job sometimes. Uh-huh. And it, you know, um, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is actually helping myself. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a bit of s- selfish one, but um, um, at the same time, I think I hope uh, some people can, or I believe that some people can uh, join me, come along this ride. Yes. And, uh, come along for a ride. Um, come along. A ride. Can join you on this ride. You can join me on my journey. Of, yeah, jo- yeah. Of self, self improvement and uh, uh-huh. and uh, mastery of the yeah, English. Because whenever, when, exactly. Whenever uh. I record something, I can always listen back to it mm-hmm. before I publish it. So it's it's really great for my own uh, English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, and there is always room for improvement, obviously. Yeah. Because Mirak is also uh, studying to become an English teacher, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. Yes, hopefully, yes, he hopefully in a few years, I will graduate and become a teacher. I'm sorry, I have a full mouth. <clears throat> I'm eating. <laughs> You're eating kebab, yeah? 
Yeah. What a surprise. Most people eat kebab in a in a kebab <laughs> in a kebab, yeah. a kebab place or whatever this is. <laughs> Okay, maybe uh, we could ask Graham, is there anything that really surprised you? Is there anything that st- struck you here? Struck me? Yeah. Can you say that? Uh, yeah. Anything yeah, that struck st- you? Struck you, yeah. I'm just going to order a beer. Flabbergasted you. Uh, <laughs> pivo. <laughs> Prosim. Um, the same as I have or the stronger one? Uh, no, okay. this one. Thanks. 13 is much better, by the way. It's much better. Okay. okay. Uh, we can have that later. Okay. Uh, well, it was it was um, it was Graham ordering beer in in Czech. Yeah, in there Czech you language. go, folks. People, people is the most important Czech word. Yeah. Whenever you come and visit my country, you should you should know this word. Yeah, and it's a simple one too. Pivo. Pivo. It's not. Uh, it's, not it's not difficult. Yeah, yeah. Like goodbye is you know it's like ten syllables. Naskladano. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's four, four. Four, but yeah, that was a I, I, slight exaggeration on my it's part. Slight but it's, it's difficult for me to learn. I absolutely understand that. Yeah. A pivo, it's simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it, did anything strike me uh, yeah. as surprising? Um, No, I mean, I've been here before, you know, so um, I guess when I first came, um, no, not really, I mean, I'm I'm trying to remember now, first time. Uh, did, you, did you experience and did you experience any sort of culture shock or anything like that? No. Well, the first time I two things on that. So when I first uh, came to Czech Republic, it was part of a bigger trip I did around Europe, mainly Central and Eastern Europe. And so it kind of in my memory, it's kind of all one experience, you know, just Europe. Um, so about Czech Republic specifically, I don't know. Uh, regarding culture shock. I was studying abroad in Israel, Palestine, uh, for a year, okay. and had been to um, Egypt and Uganda, Rwanda, Tanzania, in that year, and then came to Europe after that. And so, I was I was kind of already, you know, accustomed accustomed to, to, to being in different, uh, different places. So it wasn't you know anything. Culture. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, mm. No, it was it was. It was nice. So, uh, so coming uh, back, coming to Europe after that because mm. you know Europe's obviously a very developed uh, place, and compared to some of the places and it was, we, we could say that it's closer to your own mm-hmm. mentality rather than places like like you mentioned before. Yeah, exactly. So it was, um, yeah, it was in a sense kind of less extreme than I had been in. So it was more, it was more like coming home uh, slowly, you know, taking a step towards home rather than further away. <laughs> I could put it like this. What do you say in English? My home, my castle? Is that what you say? Uh, I don't think I've ever said that, but no, no, no. it sounds pretty good. Uh, or <laughs> sounds very poetic. Um, east is east, west is west, but home is the best. That's another one. <laughs> okay, never not, heard that. No, I never heard that either, but maybe it's an English thing. Okay, so um, um, you mentioned your studies, and you said you studied for one year in Israel. Yeah. And um, what, what were you studying there? I, I did my degree in political science, oh. in international relations. You are a political scientist. You could say that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
which is to say I'm not a scientist at all because I don't think political science is, uh, science. is very scientific. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and so in my third year of that degree, it's a four-year degree, uh, I was abroad uh-huh. in uh, the University of Haifa, which is in northern Israel. And um, I was studying as part of an international school, and there were a lot of, a lot of Europeans there, um, a lot of Jews, but a lot of non-Jews as well. Um, and so, uh, so we could say this broadened your horizons, definitely. And um, yeah, and and also um, for a number of reasons. One, people from all over the place, uh, and also people who um, were older than me and had uh, you know done a lot more stuff than I had done, that, but yet I was in the same class as them. So you know, you get some twenty-eight-year-old guy who's like interned at the UN, or mm. you know, he's he's moved countries five times. Back then, I had barely been out of Canada. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it really exposed, broadened my horizons is a good way to put it. it. exposed me to a lot of new people, a lot of new things, and I'm still friends with uh, many of them. And do you think you could say that it, it kind of changed you as a person? Like, had, um, have, you become, have you become more um, open-minded or broad-minded since, since you uh, made this move in life? Uh, uh, sure. Uh, I can say a couple of things about it. One, it definitely um, changed my uh, career path because I became very disinterested in uh, political science after that because I saw the absolute failure of all the theory and nonsense we were talking about in class okay. on the ground in, in Israel and Palestine. I saw a lot of people, um, uh, mostly the Americans I'm talking about, but also some Europeans, Germans and so on, who came kind of thinking they could solve the problems. Yeah, and they just came and like, you know, it was just... Their dreams were shattered. Yeah, and uh, and I wouldn't say I was one of those. I didn't come thinking I could fix the problem. Um, But I I definitely, I don't know, I thought there was more more to it. Um, You know, I thought there was more to what I'd been studying. I hoped I'd be able to offer some kind of input but uh, the the issues over there and in any conflict situation uh, are so, so serious entangled and political and religious and complicated and you're talking about generations and generations yeah. of it compounded on each other so it's just uh, it's a clusterfuck would be the uh, <laughs> the appropriate word um, and so anyway um, so this realization brought you to to a different career path Yeah, I ended up finishing my uh, degree, um, but when I was over in Israel, I became very... In in Canada, before I went to Israel, in my kind of second year of university, I would say, I became very interested in entrepreneurship and and, uh, running one's own business and and the kind of lifestyle that that could... Especially an online business, um, because with an online business, you can be location independent and you don't have fixed costs for manufacturing things, and so it can be very profitable. Um, and in Israel, I, I was kind of working on that uh, outside of school, uh, on my own. And um, to make a long story short, there was a kind of a camp or workshop, would be a better word, for young entrepreneurs in Lithuania uh, for four days that I heard about when I was over in Israel. And um, it was run by this guy named Simon Black, who was um, an American international guy, investor, entrepreneur. Um, and, uh, yeah, he basically brought in his uh, entrepreneur buddies to teach young people who wanted to start a business how to do it and blah, blah, blah. 
so I applied, I got in, and that's actually why I traveled in Europe, um, because after I finished in Israel, I kind of had 30 days or so before this camp started, and I didn't want to go back to Canada and then back to Lithuania, obviously. So I kind of meandered through the <laughs> Balkans and, and up into Czech Republic, Germany, uh, Poland, on trains, uh, on my way to Lithuania. And uh, I ended up attending the camp, and that really, yeah, blew my mind, and... and and I, I, after that camp, I was pretty much on the entrepreneur path, hmm. but uh, I still had one more year of school to finish in Canada, and that was the worst seven months of my life, going back to Canada after being abroad and meeting all these new interesting people. After this epiphany. Yeah, you could you, say. You knew, you knew that this is not what you what yeah. you, no, I knew what I you was... want to do, but it would be such a, such a shame not to finish your school, and it would be waste of... All those years, correct, and, and it will always come in handy, like having a, a degree, right? Yeah, well, I'm still waiting, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it hasn't been done yet. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm still waiting for it to come in handy. Okay, I mean, all right. It is done. No, no, it is you done. You know what I think? Um, um, I think it, it's kind of it's a big experience, man. Yeah, it's, that's what I, I mean. That's what my parents said. I wanted to drop out, but yeah, um, well. I, and I was going to. I had a plane ticket booked. Um, Because I had a job lined up uh, uh, with Simon, with the guy who ran the camp. And this is it's a it's a it's a string to your bow. Yes, you, know, it's you, a, <laughs> you in these phrases, I'm, I'm very <laughs> impressed. Yes, I'm, a I'm string throwing, to my I'm bow. throwing them in as we go along. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm picking up a few I, myself. I'm trying. You are an English teacher, after all. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, yeah, I um, I uh, went back to Canada, suffered through the winter. You know, minus twenty five. Oh degrees. How yeah, do you this how do you suffer through such winter? It's well, you stay inside, freezing mostly. cold. Stay inside, drink alcohol. <laughs> so the usual. Yeah, the usual. Um, and uh, yeah, and then in uh, in May, this is a few years ago now, but in May I graduated. I just about failed all my courses because I was by that point I was doing. So you, you, I, you, I didn't go to a class all year. Basically, I was done. Was, I was, I was wandering away. Yeah, I was checked out. Yeah. You could say, yeah, I was checked out of university. So I got you know fifty one, fifty two, and uh, on various courses, I was good 51, enough. Fifty one, fifty two, like percentage. Percentage, yeah. It's not yeah. enough. You need seventy, or how much do you need? No, no, no. Uh, over. Well, I, I forget what exactly, but I got just enough to pass. Just enough to pass. Yeah. Right. Um, and. Uh, So I was happy with that and left, and uh, yeah, I was on a plane to. Um, I actually went back to Lithuania at that point because um, some work-related stuff, and um, then uh, moved to Chile. Okay. In uh, South America. Really? Uh huh. I have actually some listeners from Chile. Do you? Yes. Hola. Yeah. Como estamos? Uh, <laughs> Bien. Yeah, was, was hey. It, was it right? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Chilean uh, Spanish, though, is... Um, and my Chileans will know what I'm talking about. Uh, Chilean Spanish is very um, slangy, you could say, and they speak very fast and very... Um, leave off the ends of words, and they have a lot of original Chilean slang. Okay. Um, something like Cockneys when you talk about yeah, the sure. English language. Sure, I think in, in every... Spanish-speaking country, there's, the Spanish is a bit different. Um, and in Chile, it's like um, learning Spanish there. It's like, you know, in the... If, say, if you're training for um, in baseball, 
and you're like warming up with the bat, they'll put weight uh, weights on the bat to make it heavier. Really? So when you take it off, it feels light. Like same thing with running, you put weights around your ankles to train, and then okay. it, it feels lighter without them. That's like learning Spanish in Chile. It's so difficult. But then when you go to Colombia, the Spanish sounds so crystal clear and beautiful. It's like you know, the waitress is singing you the menu. Um, that was nice, nice comparison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then in Spain, the Spain uh, Spanish in Spain is always always kind of sucks because they have the weird uh, uh, s going on, and so it's it's totally different than South American Spanish. Is it different to to English th, th sound? Mm-hmm. I know they say Barth, they say Barcelona. Bar- yeah. Barcelona. Yeah, that's is, is the th sound different to your sound in in, in English? No, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Exactly. And as this one is I hard know. for Czech speakers because we, we don't yeah. have it. It's one of the hardest ones that you have to learn and also teach. Mirek, have you ever have you ever have you ever thought? He's getting the teachers. Into te- I'm ge- I'm getting into the teachers mode. Yes. Uh, have you ever taught the th sound to any of your students? No, I just I tried to one of them, but it was mainly impossible. I mean, she couldn't do it. Yeah, I I don't know the tricks how to explain it. Uh, like you just have to say something like uh, try to say sir, try to say sir, and your tongue must touch the tip of your tongue must touch your upper teeth or something like that, and then you say then you end up saying sir. Yeah, but. I can't do the. Can you can you make the sound which looks like A and E? Sorry, like in, in the word cat. 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 Yeah, there's this it, stupid sound which I can't. Do. It's a vowel sound. They talk. Uh, Mirek is talking about the sound in the word the, the vowel sound in the word cat. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's open A.